Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on cricket podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman. Alongside me today, Guy Swindles. Uh, you'll be hearing from Joe Root, the England captain, ahead of the first test match, which gets underway against South Africa, live and exclusively on TalkSport and TalkSport 2. And also Jimmy Anderson, back in the fold, we believe. Um, how does it feel as he approaches what we all hope will be his 150th test match? You're listening to the following on podcast. So, guys, Windows, uh, well, first off, sad news, really. We got to the ground earlier today and uh, a release from the ECB. Uh, it does appear that uh, Ben Stokes' father is, is in you know, some strife, actually, in hospital in Johannesburg. Ben didn't train today, of course. He's by the bedside. I suppose the only good or well, saving grace is that Ben is here. Uh, his mum's here, his brother's here, his family are here, and they're all uh, around the bedside. And we just hope that everything's OK with his father, Jed. Absolutely. <laughs> Timing was awful. They all flew in on Saturday. Uh, wedding anniversary uh, for Ben Stokes' parents on the Sunday. And Jed was taken seriously ill on Monday and has been in hospital ever since. And yeah, seriously ill with the family around the bedside. Let us just hope that it's not as bad as it sounds. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it does put everything into perspective ahead of the first test match. Of course, we're looking forward to it. Um, but, uh, you know, Ben's participation in that match, uh, obviously um, it, it, under threat, in doubt, um, as, it, as it should be. Um, well, look, let's get, uh, let's hear a little bit about Joe Root had to say. Of course, he was asked, you asked uh, him about how the f- team are feeling about this news, uh, about such an important part of the England squad as well. It's terrible news. Um, you know, the ECB's put a statement out and we've got nothing further to add at this time. Um, you know, a whole squad and team are trying to throw as much support around him and his family and just want to stress the importance of respecting their privacy at this time. I think that's really important. Um, but it's a very sad thing to, for, for Ben and his family to have to deal with um, and we just want to give him all the support we can. And on top of the news about Ben, Chris Wokes has now gone down with the lurgy. 
Yeah, it looks that way. Um, he won't be training today as a result of that. He wasn't very well at all yesterday. and um, He seems to be a little bit better, but not um, significantly. And It has hit us quite hard, this trip so far. Um, we're trying to manage it as best we can. And sometimes these things happen in sport. Um, we've you know, we called two guys up um, for this exact scenario um, and feel like we've got a very good squad of players to pick from still. And we just have to keep our eyes open and it might have to make a very late selection decision off the back of it. It must be a bit frustrating, though, because you had all the plans in place and Chris Silver was so keen on getting everyone some real practice, getting the team together, going into the first test with no problems, and then everything's happened. How how are you coping with it as skipper? Yeah, you just have to roll with it, unfortunately, Um, and as hard as that might be, uh, you can look at it a number of different ways. You feel sorry for yourself. Um, But, you know, as I say, we've got some very talented guys um, that are in and around the squad that are hungry and desperate to to get an opportunity and then when they get it they want to take it um, and that's all you can breed is, is try and breed the confidence in them we've, I mean we've we've been on tours where we've prepo- we've had warm up games and prepo- uh, prepared very poorly things haven't gone how we would have liked and, and come out of it very well and similarly you know, prepared as well as we can and, and things don't go to plan so ultimately it's about how we how we can focus ourselves and the team going into that first morning and winning that first hour and taking the game on from there Looking at that, is there better news regarding Broad and Archer at the moment? Yeah, it looks that way. Um, they trained very well yesterday, um, seen significant improvements in them, and, and that's a great sign for us. So hopefully, um, you know, they're, they're really improving and sort of out the woods, touch, touch wood, um, that they'll be uh, selectable for sure. Um, now, I'd usually ask about any ideas on the team but I'm not going to even bother this time um, when, when will you be in a position do you think to, to, to name a side we'll have to wait and see you know, it'll all come down to how seeing where everyone's at having a look at the surface and trying to find the right combination to, to best counter that um, and if that means having to wait to the, to the last minute then so be it but it's about trying to make the right call um, and ultimately not uh, letting the rest of the guys down by picking someone that's not ready um, There'll be a lot of honesty coming to that from from both parties and making sure that you know there is um, you know everyone's fit enough to do their jobs, um, and then it's down to giving those guys a responsibility to go and perform and deliver, um, which I'm sure they will go and do. And it's not even those two. You've got the two guys who arrived as well. They've got to be honest about where they are in case they're required. Yeah, but you know that's what you expect. Um, you know you're. Being, you're a part of something bigger than yourself when you play for your country um, you, you don't want to let the rest of the guys down um, and that's an important part of it um, of course you want to do well and you're desperate to play every game but ultimately you've got to make sure that you're fit enough to do so um, and you know we have to make sure that the right calls are made yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, all of our thoughts here at Talk Sport, very much with the Stokes family, in what must be an incredibly difficult time. Uh, difficult to really segue between that and talking about cricket, but we must. And England's problems just continue, don't they? Uh, we know so. We know all about what happened with Joffrey Archer, and uh, Stuart Broad, Jack Leach falling down with that bug. Now, of course, Chris Wokes has got it, and now he looks like he's a doubtful that first Test match. I mean, England. Have Got a squad of 17 that's been bolstered to now 19. <laughs> Might need to get some more guys in at this, right? Well, looking at it purely practically at the moment, they've got two fit pacemen. That's it. And one of those had a calf injury that kept him out all summer. Jimmy Anderson and Sam Curran. They're the two guys who are absolutely fit and could go tomorrow at the moment, as far as we understand it. 
I think there is better news now for Joffre Archer and Stuart Broad. Certainly the England camp are bigging up their chances of being fit in time for Boxing Day. Broad always seemed to be the more likely, didn't he? It seemed like Joffre got it a little bit worse. We were watching them go through a fielding drill together actually today. And uh, Broad, I mean, you, you can take from this what you like, but essentially... To our eyes, it did look like Broad was pulling up a little bit better than Archer. So to go in with both is a little bit of a push at the moment, especially as it's back-to-back test matches, and you're going to want one of them to be fit for both, essentially. Exactly right, which is maybe where Craig Overton will come in. You feel he has an outside chance now of making the team if they feel they can't risk both Broad and Archer. But England are pretty desperate to start this series on a high with their best possible team if they can get them out onto the field and if Ben Stokes is missing for family reasons every chance Chris Wokes is the pressure is a bit more on Joffre Archer to step up and play it also destabilizes the batting order doesn't it because of course with Wokes and Stokes if they were to play in the side you know that's well it's England's number five and uh, Chris Wokes could easily play at seven He, he would have come in at eight maybe nine but it just takes away from the side that backbone. So the idea that Zach Crawley, who's in the squad, will retain his place ahead of the likes of Johnny Bairstow, that doesn't seem very likely now, is it? It almost seems certain that Bairstow is going to have a quick return to the side. And having been in Sri Lanka and seen what happened when he came back into the side on that occasion, you wouldn't bat against him, would you? You wouldn't bat against him making uh, making another selectoral a problem for the selectors ahead of the second test match by scoring runs. Yeah, he does have that kind of Hulk mentality. You don't like me when I'm angry. And and being dropped from the New Zealand match has certainly fired Johnny Bairstow up. But I genuinely think he has to be the next cab on the rank. If Stokes cannot play, um, then it has to be Johnny Bairstow. You can't go in with, I don't think, Ollie Pope and Crawley, two relatively inexperienced test batsmen, first test at the wonderful Centurion um, against a fired-up South African side. Of course, we've barely talked about them, and they've now got... Um, they're now feeling much more confident than they were two weeks ago. So, yeah, Bairstow's the banker if Stokes can't play. We mentioned the South Africans. Faf de Plessis, the uh, South African captain, did speak today, and uh, he was asked about Werner Philander. It was announced today that he will be signing a three-year Colpac deal with Somerset following this test uh, series. So a final hurrah for Philander. You know, he's one of the... One of the guys that was still left um, from the great uh, test team that, that took us to number one. Um, slowly but surely, you know, one, almost one or two every season has now stepped away from that. Um, and it's sad. It's sad for us as a team because Vernon has been the, the leader of the attack for a long time. And in all conditions, especially in South Africa, he's a huge weapon for us. Um, but Vernon's at that stage in his career where he, he has to look at um, how does the last year or two look for him as a bowler? Obviously, your your body starts looking a bit or feeling a bit differently um, when you wake up every morning. Um, so, you know that's the decision that Fern wants, and we respect it. Um, I, I think this series is going to be a big one for him. He looks very, very motivated, um, full of energy. Want to want to leave, want to leave this team with a big performance. So. Yeah, we're going to miss him. Um, once again, as I said before, you know, ex- test cricket and experience goes hand in hand together. Um, and that will be one more guy that, that we're going to lose. Um, so hopefully through this series, we'll get another guy that, that starts putting up his hand to say that he, he can fill Vern's shoes. 
I would say Werner Philander must go down as one of the uh, one of the more underrated bowlers in world cricket over the last few years. Uh, partly because I suppose if you, when you play for South Africa, you don't play those high, high profile series in the same way that you do if you're English, Australian, or Indian. Uh, and also because he came to the game quite late, and also because he didn't bowl 95 mile an hour rockets. I think that that last one is almost the crucial one. Um, he's, he, he was alongside Dale Steyn, who are you going to watch? He was alongside Rabada, who are you going to watch? But his record, he's a bit like the South African Jimmy Anderson mm. in many ways. He is the guy that has bowled them to victory in more than uh, a few test matches. He's got a wonderful record, and as, as De Plessis said, he will be missed. They've lost a lot of big names over the last three or four years, have all hit that mid-30 mark and retired. Um, He's confident that there is the talent in South Africa to come through again, but you can't help feeling that Philander will be missed big time. Sadly for England, he's going to play in the series, though. Well, I tell you what, you know, we've been to a lot of oval test matches and uh, very often that's a chance to say goodbye to some of the greats. We're going to be in position at some point over the next four test matches to say goodbye to another uh, great, a South African great, Vernon Philander. I mean, there's so many stories about to be written here, aren't there? I mean, in and around the selection of the England team, um, so many players coming into this series with... Uh, uh, with with pressure on, be it at the start of their careers, like Dominic Sibley and Ollie Pope, in the middle, hopefully, like Joss Butler, or towards the end, like Jimmy Anderson. Uh, and you're going to be able to hear it all on Talk Sport and Talk Sport 2. Uh, in, in and amongst that, of course, the second coming of Graham Smith. Is he going to see off another England captain? Um, it's, uh, it's all there, really. It's all to be written, and we're going to be broadcasting it and bring it to you back home uh, every step of the way. What a privilege it is to be in that position as um, uh, a little roller trundles across the uh, the pitch, complete completely at odds with the thought of what we're going to see in a couple of days' time. Kagiso Rabada steaming in in front of a, a good crowd here, a holiday crowd, uh, but I don't think there's going to be too much Christmas cheer. This is going to be an absolute hard-fought series, uh, one of the icon series, really, and uh, cannot wait for it to get going. Uh, you can follow the action, as you know, on TalkSport, TalkSport 2, and following on podcasts will be with you at the close of play every day. Uh, so subscribe, review on Acast and iTunes and Spotify. Thanks for listening, and we will be back uh, on Christmas Day with a Jimmy Anderson exclusive. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.